Welcome to the Dollars in Change uh, podcast. Uh, I'm Pete Crow. I'm your host. And today I am joined by my good friend, Sam Adams, who uh, works with Vert Asset Management, uh, a fun family that we use in our portfolios. And we're going to talk a little bit today about retirement plans. Sam, welcome, for, welcome uh, to the uh, podcast. It's great to be here. Anyway, so I wanted to start out and, and, and sort of get your, your, your street cred, if you will, a little bit. Uh, give me a little bit of your background in the investment industry. Okay, so I've been in the investment management industry for several decades. Uh, I don't want to get more specific than that. I spent about 20 years at Dimensional Fund Advisors, the big uh, quant. Uh, shop, and then uh, I left in 2013, and subsequently started uh, Vert Asset Management, a dedicated sustainable investment uh, manager. Absolutely great, and so, but you do have uh, also some um, retirement plan cred as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, one of my uh, early efforts at Dimensional was try to figure out how to get uh, financial advisors uh, into uh, working with retirement plans to mm -hmm. help their clients um, and so I learned about it you know way back in the 90s um, and about two years ago I joined the plan sponsor Council of America's investment uh, committee we don't actually make investment uh, decisions for uh, 401k or 403b plans but we do serve as an education arm uh, to help plan sponsors participants and financial advisors and other service providers understand uh, the retirement plan space absolutely and so in general the retirement plan sponsor Council of America. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, so, so beyond this, what, what what else do they do other than you know your the education role that uh, you're talking about? Well, they have all kinds of committees around the legal things, around the HR things, mm -hmm. Treasury. You know, they help all kinds of. Uh, Parts. And so, with the in, with the investment committee, what I'm particularly uh, trying to do is really get people to understand uh, sustainable investing. Yeah, the demand for sustainable investing it's really prevalent in the participants. They really want to have sustainable investment right. options, um, and. I'm going to put it this a bit mildly. Uh, it's not the case that the service providers around the 401k space uh, share the same enthusiasm. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've seen the same thing, and, and 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 we all know that the statistics show that millennials, which are probably, if not the biggest, one of the biggest um, parts of the uh, of, of the you know job market right now, um, have a huge demand for yeah. sustainable investing. Yeah, I mean it's the the numbers are so high, you know. 80s and 90s percent of them when surveyed say they want sustainable investing that you it's not a desire so much as an expectation at this Absolutely. point. Right? If, you, if you ran a coffee shop and 90% of your customers uh, were expecting organic milk in their coffee, you'd probably have it. Yeah. And you might Absolutely. not even offer the conventional stuff. We, we talked uh, a couple weeks ago. One of the things that you pointed out to me is that a lot of employees are choosing to not participate in their retirement plans because they don't have a sustainable option. So they're going where they do have a sustainable option, which is into like a traditional brokerage account. And they're losing advantages, obviously. Well, see, this is the interesting thing. A lot of what the Plan Sponsor Council of America does, a lot of what plan sponsors do is try to make sure that their employees are maximizing their 401k benefits, right? right. There's the tax deferral, there's the match, yeah. there's so many things. And the greatest tragedy that they're trying to avoid is when their participants, i.e. the employees, do not take full advantage 
advantage of that and maximize their contributions right. into their 401k right. plan. So they smooth the way through default options, through you know uh, education programs. They really try and get people to sign up. Now, then they, they kind of score an own goal. Uh, that's a bad thing. <laughs> they kind of they mess it up at the last one. They don't give uh, the participants, the employees, investment options that they really are excited about. Right. So if they see nothing that they like, they're like, I'm not going to put my money in there. And so they've lost any of those potential uh, education work they've done about trying to get them to use that. And they're leaving a ton of money on the table at the end of the day. They're leaving that match, plus they're leaving that tax deferral. Yeah. And, that, and that's crazy. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a real shame. Um, maybe 10 years ago, when the sustainable investment options weren't uh, tested, yeah. weren't, weren't low cost enough, weren't uh, robust. robust enough, yeah, exactly. you could say, hey, we don't, this is a bit, um, we're not unsure about putting these into 401k plans, but yeah. now we have track records, we have good performance, we, we've seen that these funds do as well or better than conventional funds. Yeah. There really aren't any reasons to not have yeah. them in as an option, uh, except for, like I said before, some people, uh, a lot of the, the players of the service providers in this space aren't as well educated about it as they should. Well, let, let's expand on that because I think what I hear in the industry is that uh, it, it doesn't meet fiduciary standards or you know there are other regulatory aspects to it that they're sort of afraid to add even just one sustainable option to a, to a plan. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that I like about my work with the Plan Sponsor Council of America is they've got the lawyers there yeah. <laughs> interpreting all those things there. And and uh, the DOL, Department of Labor's uh, regulations uh, and their guidance from, uh, that comes out from time to time has always been consistent uh, about the ability of plan sponsors to put sustainable investments uh, into the plans. That has never really changed. Uh, and so um, as long as the... The company is being a fiduciary and taking care of the participants. They're well clear of any of these kind of liabilities that they're concerned about. And, and based on sort of this last ruling, I also saw that uh, plan sponsors can take into account the demands uh, of employees that sort of relieves them a bit, not completely, but relieves them a bit of that fiduciary duty too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's options where the, the, the employee can, you know, select to go into a brokerage window or something like that. They're still in the 401k plan, mm -hmm. but instead of choosing the funds that are offered as menu options there, they can choose um, uh, what's called a brokerage window and make their own decisions. And in that case, the participant, it's their, uh, their you know, the, yeah. the responsibility is theirs. Uh, so there's ways to satisfy both the employee and the, the plant sponsor's uh, requirements there. But I was thinking more uh, from, from the perspective of, you know, if if a, an employee says, we're going to, we, we want a sustainable portfolio, and uh, the employer says, well, we don't necessarily want to do it, we don't believe it's in our fiduciary duty, um, but within that last ruling, I believe it said something to the extent of, if it's going to promote more uptake and if it's going to promote promote a better savings rates, then they can add that in there and they... It, right, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's very clear in the ruling that other considerations are allowed right. to make sure that the plan as a whole is successful, <laughs> right? So the, that um, they want the scope to be not, does this particular fund or investment, you know, um, meet some kind of uh, criteria, but does the plan as a whole? And in that context, you're looking at 
whether or not that those menu options are attractive to investors, yeah. that's something certainly to consider. Yeah, and, and I think most most employees would be happy if they just simply had one choice. Yeah. Just just one choice to be able to uh, yeah. invest sustainably. And you know, from what I've seen, there are so many plans that don't have any. Right. You know, what, what, what's the percentage uh, of plans that actually have them? I, I think it's very small. Yeah. I think it's, it, it's, it's uh, very small. What's interesting um, is that the smaller, uh, newer companies mm -hmm. um, are, uh, you know, there's been some legislations in states like California that, that, that um, companies of a certain size have to offer a 401k plan now, and that's dropping in, in terms of number of employees. So there's more plans than ever. There's smaller plans, and these newer and smaller ones are offering it because their clients are the millennials, right? The Gen Xers and our clients, I should say, the employees are. And like you said, it's an expectation. Uh, so we're a bit in a kind of an upside-down space. Usually, the big big plans start first, uh, and th there are some leaders there, but um, the little plans are the ones that are really getting going on this. So it seems to me that at some point it's going to be the low bar that you at least have to have something for uh, for employees to, to invest in? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's a little bit similar to the regular investment world. The really big institutions embraced sustainable investing and using ESG data to improve their portfolios years and years and years ago. Mm -hmm. So many of the really big, big pension plans, right, they have sovereign wealth funds and uh, 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 they do this already, and the retail investors want it, right? But in the yeah. middle space, <laughs> the financial advisors are a bit leery of it, and we're kind of in that same space yeah. with the plans. The big plans do it, the little plans are increasingly doing it, and we need to get the whole whole spectrum. Yeah, because I think there's a, there's a disconnect between what institutional investors want and what retail investors want, and I think the, the a lot of the advisors and some of the plan sponsors don't recognize that difference between those two demographics. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, what, what else What else should we be thinking about when it comes to retirement plans and, and, and maybe pushing to get more uh, sustainable options in them? Well, one of the uh, streams of research that I always like to point to uh, for uh, investing is that socially responsible investors or sustainable investors uh, tend to have more discipline. They, Whether they identify with their investments closer, they're more disciplined. They forgive periods of underperformance. Um, they hold on to assets longer. They have less trading, less turnover. And of course, you know, investing 101 is all about having a long-term investment right. horizon and, and weathering those tough periods and being a long-term investor. And so, offering sustainable investments isn't just giving the employee what they want, it's yeah. actually helping them be a more successful investor. Right. right? They, they will, you know, all other things being equal, this is what the research shows, those investors that have the sustainable option and are invested in are going to stick around in those investments longer, and that means their retirement is going to be that much more successful. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting, I saw a, a study in the last week or two that said that the Gen Z, and I don't remember if it extended into millennials, but are willing to accept a smaller return to be able to invest with their values. I don't, I'm, I don't think that they have to do that, no. but, I, but the fact that they're willing to be able to do so, I think is a really important point. Yeah, that study is uh, done by Stanford University and the Hoover Institution. It's a new study that just came out and they surveyed a bunch of different generations and what they hold currently and what their expectations mm -hmm. from those holdings were. And it was really, really interesting because despite the fact that sustainability 
understandable that it doesn't necessarily underperform. Right. It meant so much to uh, some of those cohorts, particularly the younger generations, that they were willing to give up significant uh, financial return in order, for example, for the companies that they're investing in to be decarbonizing, you know, getting reaching the Paris goals, uh, to have better diversity, equity, inclusion, and a whole bunch of other different things that they yeah. surveyed. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. You just talked about the Paris goals. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a, uh, a tangent here. Uh, I saw the report came out this week that basically said, based on uh, on those goals, we got a lot of work to do still. Yeah, we're, not, we're <laughs> we, this, this is the eternal frustration of sustainability yeah. of uh, fans like you and I that we have the tools, we have the technology, we we, we just need to scale it faster. And right. We're just not we're just not doing that, and that applies to uh, the investments and also the investees, those companies uh, that are installing the solar, switching to renewable, uh, doing things greener and cleaner. Yeah. Um, we need more of those companies to have more incentives to do this faster. It would be nice if the um, if the renewable energy companies had the same kind of incentives that the fossil fuel companies did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you think? Well, well, I didn't know this was a politics podcast, but uh, <laughs> we don't want to go into, into those types of things. But, you know, one of uh, my desires as a sustainable investing pro is to level the playing field. Right. right? I don't see why these legacy industries, whether it's fossil fuels or others, yeah. right, these big entrenched guys, uh, can defend the status quo by tilting the playing field in their favor with all kinds of regulations and, and taxes and those types of things. So um, I think that, you know, as a fan of the free market, we'd like to see that level playing field more yeah. level and not give this group uh, subsidies more than that group uh, and let the better technologies uh, that serve us better win the day. So one final question here is, um, so with all of the, the, the bad news that we see from fires in Hawaii, uh, I know you live in Southern California, yeah. so you were threatened with a, a hurricane yeah, not long ago, <laughs> how bad it was. Um, all that, plus what you know about sustainability, et cetera. Um, tell me what gives you hope in the face of all of this. Yeah. Well, it's two things that we've actually already talked about, Pete. One is the those companies that have those products, they have renewable energy, they have the technological solutions. They're already deploying them, and they're working, and they're profitable, right? So these new ways of doing things are better than the old ways of doing things, and they're more more profitable, they're more cost-effective. So they're going to carry the day. I know that, yeah. right? We just need to do it faster. And it's that that's those those vested interests protecting the status quo that are they're slowing us down. Um, so it's great that we have the solutions. The other part that makes me really excited is the numbers that we talked about around the millennials, the Gens, yep. the Dentals. Their, like I said, expectation, not you know, not not request for, but their expectations of having sustainable options and using them in their life in all areas of their life. Yeah, not, not just, just investing, right? Not yeah, just investing, yeah. Uh, electric cars, you know, organic food, all those yeah. things. Um, it's th th that demand is off the charts. You combine that, that the the, the new consumers and investors coming up are demanding this and that the solutions are there, I think we're going to see very rapid deployment of these solutions and the world's going to get much greener and cleaner uh, much faster. Excellent. Sam, thank you so much for your time today. Great to be here. Thanks. All right. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.